Welcome to the Profit Fantasy Football Show. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long. With your hosts, Calvin Wright and JT Runkin. It was the first time in like 10 years that a lowball offer worked in, in a trade and they sent an actual good trade back instead of just buying okay, it. Okay, yeah. Um, I, it ended up... I. So my my wide receivers for this week, given the buys, I would have been starting Jahan Dotson and Zay Flowers. Not mm-hmm. not optimal in a must win week. Yes, I was able to trade James Cook and Zay Flowers for DJ Moore. Mm, all right, there you go. And I don't need James Cook. I have Pacheco. I have Gibbs. I have Bijan. I have a lot of running backs. Mm-hmm. I do that trade. I know it was a horrible holding call on Odell Beckham on that Zay yeah. Flowers 65-yard touchdown <laughs> screen pass. I was so happy that that got called back, and I didn't just trade away Zay Flowers before the breakout game. But no, your your quarterback Joe Burrow, he's done. I know you're a big yes. big believer. It it sucks. Um, what are you doing if you? <clears throat> If you like have Jamar Chase or Joe Mixon, crying. Is there any hope? <laughs> I don't think there's any hope, right? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> and the trade deadlines are about to here. Yeah, it's this week. It's upcoming this week after this this uh, this week. So it's crunch time to try to move those guys. Yeah, um, yeah. they can't really go get another quarterback. I guess there's nope. Yeah, so. <laughs> One of the most brutal fantasy injuries because of how many players that it destroys their value for right before we get into crunch time of fantasy. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's so tough. And, and you know, um, like that game was awful. I, it just like <laughs> I, I tweeted out that I felt like uh, I just like was sitting in, in the in the driveway and. I was just getting repeatedly ran over. My legs were being complete or repeatedly ran over by a car. Um, I mean, that game was just so ugly and so dumb. You lose like basically Thursday night football took like a top five fantasy quarterback, the potential of two top 15 fantasy wide receivers, and then a top three fantasy tight end in the matter of like, maybe seven minutes (laughs) so like it yeah it sucks man and it's just kind of how how it goes but that that's why you know it it just that's how it goes sometimes and and even though it sucks it's where you start trying to make moves like we said the trade deadline is this week so we will see just wish we could get one good primetime game you know that that's that's yeah. what hurts too. Is you're looking at that matchup, you go, okay, this is one. I'll set aside some time. I'll clear up my evening and I'll watch this. You sit down and it yeah. just the Bengals injuring everyone. Which Thursday night primetime games with the Bengals, those have been very cursed. Um, yes, the Tua, they killed him. Demar Hamlin incident. Um, this every game I've seen of like the Bengals in primetime. They have seriously injured several players. So mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm an opposing team and I see the like Bengals Thursday night, I'm just I'm scared at that point. Not because they're yeah, great I, or anything. 
I mean, I, I'm with you on that one. It's just like, oh God, who's gonna die tonight? You know, fan like injury wise, yeah. like it, it's tough, man. And but like the other two happened on like Paycor's field. This one happened in Baltimore. So like I, I don't know what to make of that. So I was going against the Jamar Chase manager. Should I be happy mm. with the nine points or mad because it should have been two? That, that's what that's what I was thinking of the, that night after the garbage time touchdown. I was like, okay, nine points from Jamar Chase. I'm happy with that, but mm, should have been two. Uh, I mean, I I would count my blessings <laughs> because if Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt, like Jamar Chase in in this Bengals offense was was cooking with gas, you yeah. know. Um, so you know it's a blessing you know i i would i would say that i i would feel good about that one going into the weekend but yeah i mean of course he catches the garbage time touchdown like the epitome of garbage time i mean yes um it, it's it, i mean if you're a jamar chase manager you're you're thinking like at least you clawed and scraped your way to like a less than ideal performance mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like not a bottom of the barrel performance so um there's two ways to look at it, I would say. Well, we've got on today's show, I guess we can just go right into it, use that as like a cold opening or whatever they're called. Um, <laughs> uh, starts and sits for week 11, what is one of the most important times in the fantasy football season. At this point in a lot of leagues, you're looking at the standings, and there are usually one or two teams that are kind of, okay, these teams are significantly better, they're a lock for the playoffs, then everyone else is right there, you know, one or two games behind each other. And each point at this point in the season matters even more than it has all season. So we're going to bring you some starts and sits of the week, some players that we think will help you win, and some players that if you have them in your lineup, we might say, hey, not so fast. You might want to rethink that. Um, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start with one of my guys? Yeah, I mean, I can start just to touch on on that. It's an important time in the fantasy landscape. For for example, in, in one of my biggest money leagues right now, you know, you have your your guys that are just overperforming, uh, nine and one, and then the second seed, eight and two, the third seed, seven and three, and then the next five teams are mm -hmm. all four and six <laughs> yep. right now. So it is it is an absolute bloodbath um in that league so yeah it's it's important week especially right before the trade deadline i'm sure we'll have numerous amounts of content next week because of that so oh, yeah. um but yeah i can i can start it off here starting with my uh one of my running backs I'll, I'll start the week off here with and this is a guy that uh his his fantasy value share is like only gets better um, by the day, because of course I, I don't believe Antonio Gibson will be playing this week. So Brian Robinson, uh, I think is, is a start of the week, which I guess shouldn't really be a, a surprise. Do, do you know where Brian Robinson ranks in terms of, uh, fan, fantasy running backs this year? I do because I played against him last week in a matchup that I was supposed to win and didn't. And that's why I'm like, aware of his ranking. <laughs> Like, I, I feel like this is just a, a complete shock to me, but Brian Robinson is, like, ranked as the RB6 right now in the fantasy landscape, which is wild to me. Um, but, yeah, he only ran for 68 yards last week, but, like, 
that did not matter because he literally took over the Ant- Antonio Gibson role last week. Um, he got six <laughs> targets for 119 yards and a touchdown. Now you don't even have Antonio Gibson going up against one of the worst defenses in the league. Combine that with one of the worst offenses with Tommy DeVito, um, who that that Giants team through two quarters and a half last week only put up 48 yards of total offense. Um, and, and you get a recipe for absolute success here and a back-to-back or running back one performances for Brian Robinson. Um, I think he's going to be used heavily uh, at the beginning of the game. Um, but then even, like, like I said, that Giants team only had 48 yards of offense through a half. So th- there could be a world where the commanders run up the score and then, you know, you just kind of get um, Brian Robinson eating the clock in garbage time. So he he's one of my favorite plays of the week. Do you remember all those memes earlier in the season where it's like a trade proposal with B Robinson and then it's the joke is that it was Brian Robinson instead of Bijan? I oh, love that yes. all of those yes. would have been good trades now at this point. Yep. <laughs> That is so fair. Ryan Robinson, I mean, at what point long-term do we have to start viewing him as like maybe a really good fantasy running back, not just right now on on good matchups? Because last season it was rough, but we have to remember he got shot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes, he did not play the first four weeks. It took him about three weeks to get back. And then he he kind of put up quiet, like flex yeah. value numbers on a, on a, um, on a, commander's team that didn't really have a quarterback still like Sam Howell was not playing until the end of the season um yeah I I I like Brian Robinson rest of season uh, as long and um going forward as well since this is he's going to go into year three only getting better this this commander's team is kind of everything is changing all the time but he he's one of their uh centerpieces I think on this team one of my running backs that I am starting this week it is the definition of uh, high risk, high reward. And that is Devon Achan on his first game back from the injury. I'm not concerned about the injury. They came out and basically said he probably could have played through it uh, for the most part. And they just took a very, very, very conservative approach with this injury, unlike um, the uh, the Bengals do with some of their star players. So I actually appreciate that kind of honesty from the coach, but also. Also, that approach to the injuries, uh, not forcing these players to play through. But it also helps when you have Raheem Mostert being the most efficient running back in the league. So you've got Devon Achan coming back, should be fully healthy, should still be a limited workload. We have to remember, even when he was the best running back in fantasy, he wasn't seeing a ton of volume on the ground. It was just incredible efficiency because he's one of the most talented runners in the league, I think. And he has faced some bad defenses. But here's the thing. He gets to face Vegas. Another bad defense. It's the uh, one, two, three, four, fifth easiest matchup for the running back position. So the risk is insane because it could be they're easing him back in. He gets eight carries. And if one of those doesn't go for a 75-yard touchdown, it's a stinker in your lineup. However... I am willing to take that gamble against Vegas, a very bad offense, a very bad defense, that he can take his 8 to 10 carries, and just like he did before the injury, he can turn that into maybe not 200 yards, but maybe 75 yards and touchdown, and I'm I'm willing to take that risk associated with HN. I'm willing to do it because the payoff is so massive. Yeah, 
Exactly. I, I, I'm with you on that one. Um, in one of my leagues, I, I I don't have to, the illusion of choice does not matter <laughs> for me since I have Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan and I'm playing both of them because like you said, even if he doesn't get early work in this game, I expect the, the Dolphins to um, kind of come out and just kind of have a bounce back game. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they were on the bye last week, but then they're coming off a stinker performance in Germany against the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I think that this this Raiders offense uh, or defense is really good at eliminating big plays, but there's a difference between eliminating big plays like on the New York Jets <laughs> and then eliminating big time plays against the My- the Miami Dolphins. So I am expecting the Dolphins to score early and often, especially in the red zone. That's where the uh, Devon Achan and um, Raheem Mostert can shine, um, specifically Achan. Um, so e- even if even if the Dolphins get up early, like those two, um, specifically Achan, are going to be involved heavily towards the end of the game. So I'm expecting him to get get his touches. I, I think, you know, it, it, <clears throat> Mike McDaniel is a He's a he's a jokester. Like I think he's just been playing this off the entire time as like, oh, is he gonna play? Is he gonna not? Like I, I expect him to play, especially um, just because you know he is. That's the kind of the way he operates. And, and like you said, like Devon Achan probably didn't have to go on IR, but this team could afford to. So I'm not expecting if he does come back um, this this weekend like any setback or anything like that. So yeah, I, I like the play as well. Yeah, it's um, another important thing to note with that time of the injury. The bye week probably played a decent role in it, especially if they're looking at we get a few wins and then the bye week, we can have him coming off an extra week of rest. So that probably played a role in how long he was out, I would expect. Yeah, I agree. All right, who do you have next? Yeah, my next guy here, um, this is one that it, it... it's a little, it's a little, it's a gross, little icky. Uh, I, I will say a icky. it's a little icky, but I am, I'm, I'm backing Aaron Jones this oh, week. Oh, that's very icky. <laughs> um, against the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, it, it, the, the Los Angeles Chargers do not have a, a, a defense. decent run defense. Um, Joey Bosa kind of has not looked like, like himself. Um, and, and if this team is going to want to put up the, 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 offensive firepower that that they need to keep up with the uh with the los angeles chargers um it's going to be through the passing game except if there's one place that that is kind of shut down for the uh los angeles chargers at time it is that secondary so i'm expecting a lot of work for aaron jones in in the short passing game um like I, I don't think he's going to get a huge workload, obviously from the running game because of how how much of a, a cancer AJ Dillon is uh, in, in that backfield. Um, but yeah, on on the receiving volume alone, I, I think he's a pretty decent play this week. Yeah, and I've been kind of not a hater of Aaron Jones. I just think it's over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um. That doesn't mean he can't have a good week, and I'm glad you bring up that short yards passing uh, because past really since he came back, week seven on five targets, yep. five targets, six targets, six targets. That's that gives you a really safe floor in PPR. If you compare that with one one good play, you're going to be great. Yes, he just needs yep. one good play if he's getting that volume through the air. So, despite me not like it, I like it. I like it. Not not as icky as I thought. Um. 
I'm trying to I'm trying to look through which which one's the most icky. And I guess Devin Singletary is another icky one. Uh just mm. because it's been it's been 2019 to 2023, you've never really been able to reliably start Devin Singletary, but this week I'm planning my flag in it and making him a start of the week. Do you know, did you know this trivia fact that Devin Singletary was like the first player I did a player analysis on back in 2019 when I started a fantasy football page? Uh, I, I did not. The, the other question is what, what made you choose Devin Singletary to start, to start your career? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what, what, what made, what, what stood out to you on, uh, about Devin Singletary and go, this guy, this is the guy I want to deep dive. I on. don't really remember. I mean, it, I was like, uh, going into my junior year of high school. Now I'm, yeah, I mean, this was a long time ago. I think that, and I actually do still stand by this. I think he's been very underrated his whole career. Um, I, I genuinely believe that I liked, I thought he would be a good pass catcher. I liked that he had really good balance. He didn't go down easily. And I thought that if he got a role with goal line work, he would be a very good fantasy option. In Buffalo, he never got the goal line work, but he was a good pass catcher, very efficient, very hard to take down, especially his rookie year. And now we might be seeing that Buffalo is the problem for running backs more than anything. So is it time for my victory lap uh, five, four years later? <laughs> it, it might it might be right like he he is he is getting the workload and it, it it's it's tough for um damian pierce enjoyers because when you when you really look at it like it's really tough isn't it yeah that, that it, the the younger guy is getting um just kind of his workload is being um kind of diminished because of injury and also just because Devin Singletary has been better. the the more yeah. uh, the better back. They're going up against an Arizona defense that, Very. like we were talking about earlier with the Giants, like it could be worse th- than the Giants. Um, and I'm expecting C.J. Stroud to once again put up his fireworks. But for him to be able to do that, they're going to have to ease the pressure off of C.J. Stroud because, of course, that that's what the Cardinals are going to try to do. How do you do that most efficiently? Get your run game going. And I think that's where he can shine this week. So yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. I think he's an RB2 with some upside, which is crazy to say in the year of our Lord and Savior 2023. <laughs> um, but I, I, it's icky. I it's a little case. icky. Yes. I mean, yes, I, I agree. The thing is, it's the third easiest matchup for running backs. I think that this is going to be a back and forth, a lot of possessions, a lot of plays, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of points to go around. And with Damian Pierce completely ruled out, am I expecting another 30 carries for Devin Singletary? Probably not. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, double-digit carries, one, two, three, four weeks in a row. And he's always been a pretty efficient running back his whole career. And I will say... Zach Moss escaped Buffalo. He's looked a lot better. Maybe Buffalo was the issue. I think if we can get 20 (laughs) carries for Devin Singletary, two receptions, you're going to have a fantastic week from Singletary. And I think that he's someone that is like, you're looking at your matchup and you are like counting. Okay. Do I win this matchup? Do I win this matchup? Like against your opponent. And if you have a running back and you're looking, okay, this person versus Devin Singletary, oh, I win there. I think you're going to be wrong. I think Devin Singletary, like last week's Brian Robinson, is going to flip some matchups this week. So if you don't have him, try to acquire him. But right now, started in only 51% of 
leagues coming off a 23-point game. Damian Pierce out, third-best matchup. It's too easy. Devin Singletary all the way yeah. this week. Who do you have next? Yeah, let me let me just jump right back onto that one as well for the Texans and, and say just start all your Texans yeah. in, in that. Uh, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, Dalton Schultz, all of those guys, even a, a Noah Brown, I guess, yeah. in a deeper league. Like, uh, ride the wave of CJ Stroud entering the the top five quarterbacks Dude. of the year com- conversation. Um, they're going up against a defense that uh, their their corners are, are uh, young. They're rookies. They can be very uh, easily um, kind of planned against. So in in this matchup, like I I, I would feel comfortable. Um, if you're feeling like, oh, I have tanked out, but this could be the Nico Collins game or vice versa. I, I'm starting both with confidence. I think both um, have equal opportunities to get um, what, what they are owed this week. And especially Dalton Schultz as well. I think he's becoming, especially with the Mark Andrews uh, injury this week, he enters the top five fantasy uh, sure. or fantasy tight end conversation. Um, so yeah, all those guys this week, just start the Houston Texans I'm just, I'm, in, in this week. I'm scared the fantasy football gods are going to take it away from us and injure Stroud or something. I, I mean, we're looking at one of the few games this week that I'm excited to watch. I'm so scared. I'm so scared when I see a game like that, <laughs> that has two good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I've seen two good quarterbacks on the field. I'm scared. I'm scared for them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, also, yeah, Kyler Murray. He, he's 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 back. He looked, um, he looked okay. Yeah. You know, for his first game back last week against the Atlanta Falcons, and now uh, I will say he's going up against a tougher defense. But yeah, I mean, he is a play creator who can do it on it with his legs through the air. So yeah, uh, I mean, it, I definitely think there's some fireworks in this game. Who's your next start of the week? Yeah, I'm moving over to the wide receivers this week, and I'm going to say that one of my must-starts this week is Christian Kirk. Ooh. Obviously, uh, it's, it's a little ugly considering that last week they went up against a 49ers team uh, and only put up three points. However, like Christian Kirk still got what he was owed against a, a above-average, I would say, a secondary. Now they're facing a Tennessee Titans secondary that, once again, will not have a Sean Murphy bunting, um, and, and it's pretty decimated with the with the exit of Kevin Byard to the Philadelphia Eagles. A um, couple guys that, that were, were playing some atrocious ball earlier in the season who have kind of regressed towards the mean but still are very uh, easy to beat. Um, and I think if there's a wide receiver you want on this team this week, I think it's going to be Christian Kirk um, because I think this Tennessee Titans team is looking to eliminate the run game, looking to eliminate Evan Ingram this week, um, which will leave Christian Kirk a lot of opportunities to uh, excel. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I've got him in the league, so I really like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. I, I was just looking at the, the, the league that we're in, the Profit Followers League, where I have him. And I just want to touch back to what we were talking about in the very intro about every team, apart from two being right there with each other. I am currently in ninth place, 9-11. We have an extra week against the median. I am two games away from fifth place. There are one, two, three, four, five teams all within one win of each other. Yep. And then... Crazy. Yeah, so 
I really need that Christian. <laughs> All that to say, I hope your Christian Kirk take is right this week. I hope so too. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give a wide receiver. This one's a little icky. He's he's a top ten wide receiver. Doesn't feel like that. DJ Moore. Mm. I think with Justin Fields back in not a smash matchup, but I think a matchup that isn't the worst thing ever. Uh, that you know, it's a better matchup than it is the worst matchup. I think DJ Moore with Justin Fields back against Detroit, who will be putting up a lot of points, I think DJ Moore has a good game. I think he will see double-digit targets. I think he will find the end zone. I don't know about yardage. He'll maybe big play, maybe not. But I think double-digit targets and a touchdown, you're going to have a great game from DJ Moore. I don't know if Justin Fields is going to be perfect like he was against uh, Washington that one week, but I think it's a massive upgrade from Tyson Badgnett. And DJ Moore, okay, I mean... He was not great with Badgenet, but he had a 13-point game, a 10-point game. He was able to stay somewhat relevant with Badgenet. I think that now we plug in a much better quarterback against a okay matchup and a high-scoring affair. I think DJ Moore and Justin Fields are good starts, but Fields is a little more risky. Moore can get it done this week. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, my next one, this one should be... I think it's obvious, but you might be keeping him in your lineup just because um, because you're like, oh, I, I still believe in him. No, you, you need to sit this guy. It's Amari Cooper for, for the Browns. He has Dorian Thompson-Robinson as the starter once again. Um, listen, I, I, I think DTR can be a, a, a serviceable quarterback. They're going up against a Steelers team that, like it's an AFC North matchup. And like we saw last week, it is, it, it's always ugly against these two teams. Um, he gets a full week under his belt. However, um, yeah, I, I think that this week he is a guy that you just need to keep out of your lineups. Um, he is someone who I think is just not, <clears throat> he's just not going to be able to, to see a lot of fantasy high ceilings this week. Um, I still think he gets about five or six targets, but I, I, I don't think Dorian Thompson Robinson has the ability to throw the deep ball like Deshaun Watson or PJ Walker does. So yeah, he's a guy I'm keeping out of my lineup this week. I uh, I like it. It's going to be such a bad game. <laughs> yes, it, it's not such going to be good. Such a bad game. Not going to be pretty. I've got I've got two more starts in there, a stack, so it's one more start, and that's Kyler Murray and Mar- Marquise Hollywood-Brown. I talked about it by Marquise Holly Brown in any league you can coming off several dud performances, but now with Kyler Murray, some nice matchups. I think that Marquise Holly Brown lights it up and is a top 15 wide receiver over the back half of the season. You have to remember with Kyler Murray last year to start the season before the injury, he was a top five wide receiver. So this has been a proven connection. I think that they get on the same page against Houston. There are going to be a lot of points scored. Marquise Brown is a start of the week. And I think that this is trade deadline or not the last week that you can really buy low on Marquise Holly Brown and Kyler Murray. I have full confidence in. I started. I was starting him last week, and it wasn't a smash game, you know, seventeen points. But that's a pretty good game first game back, especially against an Atlanta team that likes to slow down the pace of game. So we get a much faster pace, higher scoring game against Houston. I think Kyler Murray is a fantastic start, and he's still running the ball, which is really nice for fantasy. Really good to see. 
Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Um, that that is that is a good one. Like like we said, high scoring affair that week this week. I think in that game, um, because just as C.J. Stroud can put up points, I think Kyler Murray also has the ability to do. Because they still do have some some sneaky uh, good offensive weapons on that team. Um, you look at uh, who's the running, James Conner. James, Connor. James Connor has been has been really serviceable for them when healthy. Like you said, Marquise Hollywood Brown is their wide receiver one. And then uh, another guy that I think is a top five tight end the rest of the season, Trey McBride, who, oh, yeah. uh, who kind of has like come out of the woodwork this 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 season uh, for them. So yeah, <clears throat> I definitely think it, it is it is a uh, good opportunity for this um, for for this for this team. Uh, this week. So yeah, I, I love that one. Who's one of your sits this week? All right. So this is a opinion I have that mm, I, I don't know if you'll agree with. I think Minnesota busts against Denver. I think Denver wins this. Mm. I think it's a, okay. It's a Sunday night primetime game. So it's obviously going to yep. be a horrible game. I'm thinking 13, <laughs> so 16. Fair. Yeah. I think that Jordan Addison this week is a bust. Um, mm. Denver has been a sneaky, tough matchup against wide receivers. Uh, it's the running backs that they've been gashed against. They've actually been a lot better recently, but against wide receivers, they've been they've been solid. Um, and it, Justin Jefferson might be back, might not be. We don't know quite yet. But I think that Josh Dobbs, his first read in this offense, the guy he loves throwing the ball to, is TJ Hawkinson, the tight end. Um, I think that Ty Chandler is going to have a good game. I think Alexander Madison does not. But I think Jordan Addison, it, his fantasy production has very much relied on a big play and a touchdown. In what I expect to be a low-scoring affair against Denver, <clears throat> I don't think that play happens. And I think Jordan Addison is a wide receiver that is going to very much disappoint you this week. Um, and on the same side of the ball, Alexander Madison, whether he's healthy with a concussion or not, I'm not starting him. It's it's not going to be good for him. He is not the type of running back that Denver struggles against. The type of running back Denver struggles against is Ty Chandler, the incredibly fast, explosive running back, the A-chans um, of the world. And I think that if Alexander Madison plays, you're going to get eight carries for 25 yards, one reception for five yards, and you're going to be really mad. <laughs> and I think Ty Chandler is probably... <laughs> Not going to have a great game, but there's a higher percentage chance that Ty Chandler rips off a 75-yard run than Madison having a good game, in my opinion. So I'm starting Ty Chandler over Madison, even if Madison plays. Yeah, my my next my next sit here is another wide receiver. Uh, it's going to be Mike Evans this week going up uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. Here, here's why I I, I was watching some of the tape back of that that um jacksonville jaguars team um and if there's a wide receiver that you're going to want this week it's going to be chris godwin because san francisco um has had the ability to kind of get slice and diced this past uh this past couple of weeks but it's been by fluid route runners the guys on the on the team who can run routes very well um where where baker mayfield doesn't have to do a lot to 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 get them the ball you know um that's that's totally the opposite with 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 his deep with the deep threats against san francisco one thing they're good at is eliminating those deep shots and that's kind of mike evans bread and butter 
um, from from the from the last couple of weeks. He's coming off two weeks where he's averaged uh, more than twenty yards per catch. Um, so he's been a big factor in the deep ball. I think that stops this week, especially against a San Francisco. Uh, front seven who got chase young this week and looks absolutely dominant um yeah i i I think baker mayfield and this tampa bay team is in for for a rough day um this san francisco team shut down a more prolific offense in the jacksonville jaguars last week i'm not expecting good things this week from mike evans and uh make sure you take the over on mccaffrey rushing touchdown the streak ended so you know he's about to score a bunch (laughs) True. Yes, that's so fair, isn't it? That is Um, so fair. Yep. I've got one more sit, and this one's more obvious, but still a lot of people I see are starting this guy, and it's been three straight weeks of him decimating your lineup, and that's George Pickens. I Hmm. People start him because the name, the highlight reel plays, it's exciting, he's fun, we like him, but for fantasy football, it's not working. Um, The quarterback is not good enough to support two decent wide receivers, Deontay Johnson has proven that he is the main wide receiver one, especially volume wise. And this game, especially Cleveland's defense is incredible. Pittsburgh's is incredible. If I had to bet money on a game that doesn't have an offensive touchdown this week, it would be this matchup. I, I, I would not be shocked if neither team scores an offensive touchdown. Um, so George Pickens, I don't think there's a clear path to fantasy success this week. He started in about 45% of leagues, which is higher than a lot of other bad players. Um, So you got to get him out of your lineup at all costs. Do not start him, please. He will decimate your lineup. Um, I I don't know what like a good bad wide receiver is that I'd start over him. I'm like trying to think of other guys, but I'm doing whatever I can to get him out of my lineup. Yeah, I mean, I I would I would consider you know I would say maybe, um, hmm, like a here here I'll I'll turn it on you George Pickens or Jahan Dotson this week. Oh, don't do <laughs> gotcha that. with that one, didn't oh. I? Uh, oh, oh, it, you know why this is horrible because I'm forced to start Dotson in the league. Hmm. I think I'll go. I think I'll go Dotson. Because there was a three-week span where he saw like eight targets, ten targets, eight targets. And the Giants are incredibly bad. The problem with that is that there's a good chance they're not throwing the ball in the second half. But I think I still still would go Dotson just based on... uh, Based on the recent volume we've seen, we haven't seen good volume for Pickens in a long time. I guess. Yeah. Uh, what one, another one, uh, uh, George Pickens or Brandon cooks. Oh gosh. These are, these are gross. These are gross. Um, but, but that's like the point, right? I like, know. George Pickens these are is already a gross, gross. Play, I, you know? I'm, I'm going. Who's he got? Carolina. They might not throw the ball in the second half. I think I would go Brandon Cooks, actually. I think I would. Okay. Uh, just right, because well, I think more then, touchdowns yeah. will be scored. Yeah, and then one more. Uh, George Pickens or Jacoby Myers? Wow. You're you're going all out on these. I think <laughs> I would. I think I'd go Jacoby Myers based on garbage time in the second half. They'll probably be throwing mm-hmm. the ball every play. It'll probably be yeah. short stuff. 
I think Jacoby Myers is a horrible game, but I could see him getting, you know, 18 targets, you know, seven yeah, catches I mean, for 50 yards. Yeah, type I mean, thing. outside, outside the past, like couple of games, I mean, he did have yeah. 13, he's had 10 targets. He's had 12 targets. Like he has had fantasy success, but when, uh, when we're looking tough. at like, wide receivers, all, I don't like to start. I'm going to go with the volume. Yeah, I, I mean, basically, like, these are all low-end wide receiver three right now. Like, that that's the point. I think you can find, like, even, like, like, I think playing a second tight end, like, if you have a good tight end and then you have, like, Trey McBride as well, like, or, like, if you have a good tight end and Dalton Kincaid or David Njoku or something like that, like, that could be a better option in your flex this week than George Pickens. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm I, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. Do you have any more starts and sits? I've got a player that I'm gonna warn you all to pick up but that's it oh okay let, let, let's let's hear it so every year there are players that win people super bowls and a lot of times at this point in the season we aren't talking about them yet uh, last year remember who it was it was jarek mckinnon you know mm-hmm. he just came out of nowhere wins people leagues a few like several years ago it was mike boone uh, actually i remember that this year I think it is a guy by the name of Rico Dowdle. He has been a slight mm. thorn in the side all season long, but he hasn't really done anything for fantasy football because he hasn't gotten a big workload. It's been the Tony Pollard show. Till mm. last week, he gets 12 carries, and what does he do with them? 6.5 a carry and a touchdown. Now you can say, oh, that was against the Giants. Yeah, well, the rest of their matchups for the running back position, the rest of the Cowboys matchups are really nice, really nice matchups. Mm-hmm. They have some of the easiest ma- uh, remaining schedule left. Tony Pollard has not been a great running back in fantasy. He hasn't been efficient, hasn't found the end zone. I think that he could lose some more work to Dowdle, and I think that Dowdle could be a low-volume, high-explosive play rest of season that is out on the waivers right now and helps you win. Yeah, I, I think I think I'm with you on that one. Um, mostly because the Pollard manager in one of my leagues already has picked him up, so that, that tells me something. That if the Pollard manager is scared, like that, that is fair. Yeah, we've seen an uptick in his work. This Mike McCarthy called offense has been kind of continuing to do what they did last year, except kind of Tony Pollard has taken the Zeke role and Rico Dowdle becomes kind of take the Tony Pollard role, yeah. you know? Um, so, so it's been, it's been unfortunate and it's been tough for Tony Pollard, but yeah, I, I I'm with you on that one. I like it. They got Carolina, Washington, Seattle, Buffalo, Miami, Washington, all plus matchups coming up. Only two bad matchups. Oh, yep. Might happen. Might happen. You have anything else? Any closing remarks? Um, not not that I can think of, you know. Um, trying to trying to think of anything that um, w- would be interesting this week. Um, you know, I, I heard uh, Clarissa Thompson. Oh boy. Uh, she 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 reported earlier this week that um, George Pickens is going to absolutely go off. So you know that 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 is her latest reporting. Right I'm glad there. I'm on the other but side of I, that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, there 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 you go. That's that's my closing remark this week because that was just a wild story. All right, and I will leave you by saying, take the over on everything Travis Kelsey. His parents are meeting Mr. And Mrs. Swift, so it's gonna be you know. 15 catches. He's got to, he's got to, he's got to perform for the parents, yeah, right? He has to, it's he gonna has to be a big week. for the parents. going to be a big week. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. 
survive the bipocalypse, and we'll see you next week.